1: The one
0: really this
2: is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and
0: Bangin. And you're listening. To, you are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but
3: bro, glorious. Are you. Here? Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin, and delighted to be joined by my Wonder Wall, he's Nick Davy. Good evening. And your girlfriend's favorite podcaster, Lance
2: Rivera. Hello. Can I just say as well, I've got an Oasis t-shirt on right now. I've got a Lance Rivera t-shirt on. That, that's a better choice, to be honest. <laughs> Dunk,
1: Dunkzilla, I'm afraid, for me. No Lance Rivera shirt. Why do you hate me, Nick? Just because he, he's got a better chop. <laughs> I hate but I, I'd have to disagree. We'll have uh, a chop off. Yeah, but not on, not on me. <laughs> no, no, Dunkzilla.
3: I'm making his BBG return, Pablo. How you doing, Pablo?
0: Uh, I was going to pretend I was Foxy. Um, Hiya, <laughs> <laughs> nah. yeah, lads. Foxy, yeah. I love collecting packets of stickers. Uh, I love TNA. I don't know. I don't know what you would say. I don't know what is. Does he have a catchphrase? Um, that's the thing. We need more catchphrases on BBG, I think. Because um, then we can start making with that. With him, him uh, much
1: the much catchphrase is usually just
0: I. However, how, how, oh, how, yeah. how the choice oh, oh. is I. the <laughs> crack. You can't copyright that. WWE would try to copyright it but like okay. um yeah, we need to have merchandise i think i think that's the next step for bbg something with our faces on like foxy maybe his face on a mug like with like two ears <laughs> for the for the hand for the handles you know what i mean i'm not saying he's got big yeah. ears um <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's what right, you just hello. said well you know what to say about a man with big ears
2: he that looks weird. like um, gary
0: well, I'm not, I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that. Um yeah, I heard he does like crisps, so you know, the the similarities are vast and yet um minuscule. Um for example Foxy wasn't uh, a part of and um he wasn't a team captain on They Think It's All Over. So uh, apart from that, they're quite similar. Anyway, this is wrestling Chosen is Now I should show up. So yes. Hello. <laughs>
3: Have <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you all had a good week?
0: This is why I'm not allowed I to be now. Oh, right. are <laughs> <laughs> you? Go. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Anyway, I've had
3: a, I've had a very good week. I've uh, I announced two weeks ago i started a diet. I've lost nine pounds, so I've woo. So, so um, I'm, d- I'm who doing I one is? of them loops low carb things on, until the gym opens. <laughs>
0: are you on the blow away diet? Blow away diet. Yeah, the Buddy Rose blow away diet. I'll take that elaborate. as another uh, uh, <laughs> this is uh see like you know the the when you start talking about like early 90s jobbers that's like sort of why I'm never invited on Well no, I am invited on the show. I do like uh, to the General public, but there's probably a reason why I shouldn't come on this show. Uh, you know, Buddy Rose. He, he kind of he was like a he was a um, moderate to big name in the 80s. Like he, he was actually in the first match at WrestleMania one as say, the executioner he
3: was, he was oh, against Tito Santana. Wasn't
2: he?
0: So he me puts and, on a load of weight.
2: Buddy Rose share a name. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the Playboy Prince, and he, well, he was just the Playboy. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I thought you like maybe called Buddy in
0: real life, maybe. <laughs> what that's what do that's... you mean real life? <laughs> <laughs> it's a name that's died, isn't it? Buddy. No one's called Buddy anymore. Um, yeah, no, so uh, yeah, he put on a load of weight, even more for him, and then they brought him back as just fat guy. Uh, once the <laughs> AWA closed, and um, his gimmick was that he claimed he weighed two hundred and seventeen pounds when, in actuality, he weighed three hundred and seventeen pounds. As and he, but he was on uh. the blow, by he basically smothered himself in talcum powder and then used a, a <laughs> fan, electric fan, to blow weight away, <laughs> and then he could just eat anything he liked. But what I loved was he would get on the scale in the ring to weigh himself. He would get off the scale and then show it to the ring announcer, and then you'd be like, well, it says £217. Like, what scale locks when you stand <laughs> on it? You know what I mean? Like, it, it was fraught It was fraught with inaccuracies uh, and illogical <laughs> nonsense. But yeah, uh, Buddy Rose, anyway.
3: <clears throat> <laughs> right, so I was, I was listening to um, Tom Campbell on Cousaholic today, and he brought up that NXT UK is looking to recuse new talent ahead of the relaunch following which makes sense following the releases of have had recently with the speaking also allegations so um tom campbell recommended nxt sign g buddy which i think is a great great choice but do you guys have any recommendations for if nxt uk just
1: happens to be listening to the show i think <laughs> I um uh, whether he wants to go whether he'd want to go there or not because obviously uh <laughs> a bit of the whole uk wrestling and everything i've kind of I don't know, obviously, of who's who's kind of available, who's kind of stopped wrestling for now. But I'd always hmm. like to see Mark, I think maybe Mark Haskins. I'd like to see him, if they can, get him. Whether, As I say, whether I don't know whether he's, he's tied uh, up. In, uh, he's full-time in, in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor yeah. No, I did think he might be full-time somewhere
0: else. Mark, Mark Haskins would drop Ring of Honor like a hot turd if he got offered <laughs> a WWE contract, I guarantee it. Maybe um Spike Treve, Spike Treve. I think.
3: Oh yeah, what he's yeah. done he's in um, good. or even
1: and in fact in him, Robbo. I think Robbo. I think Paul Robinson. Given how well he's done, uh, again on the scene, um, um obviously of how well Robbo's done, especially when Progress first kind of launched, Robbo, I was always the sort of the key of the the feud of him and Havoc was excellent. So I think there's some guys that. Um, kind of deserved the chance. And I think mm-hmm. given, obviously, who's kind of left on the scene, the big names that are still out there, something to get to go to WWE. My
2: my first thought was uh, Nathan, Nathan Cruz.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely.
2: Yeah. I I don't know how he, he isn't there already. But he, he he always dreamed of being one, didn't he? Because he used to always do the Raw and SmackDown
1: trials, I think, when, when, they, when they toured yeah, over um, here. But I think he kind of lost interest. Yeah when, that, when I,
3: yeah, when I interviewed him, he had a couple of trials.
2: I think he'd be great.
3: Well, he's, he's been a he big admirer that. of Nathan Cruz. I can't believe he's only 30, he's been around so long, he's, he's just about the same 30 when I interviewed him last year, I was like, I can't believe he's not 30, yeah, because he's been around for like years and
1: years, and he's amazing. When, uh, I, first, when I first started going, he was brilliant, I think, it was when he was in, um, well, part of the Origin and Progress, um, hmm. he, he was fantastic,
0: uh, Nathan Cruz. I was going to say, do you guys have any wrestlers that wrestle locally to you, who you think would maybe be a good fit, or deserve to go to that next level? <laughs>
1: Well, for me, it's Jordan, Brakes. Jordan Brakes Jordan <laughs> is my biggest one. I don't know if Lance, you might know. Lars, do you know Jordan breaks? Uh, he's a Brakes uh, I don't know him personally. He's probably, yeah, he's the biggest one in in Sussex. I've, well, for for me personally, around our uh, where I live, Riptide Well, Riptide He was probably the biggest local-based wrestler that hasn't really gone onto main sort of UK wrestling. I, I know he's been on the Progress pre-shows um, a few times, but yeah, he's probably the biggest. One to me, but obviously, it's you don't really want to rush wrestlers too far into NXT UK. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. best to get them when they're ready.
3: Yeah, uh, I think Cameron Solas would be a great, he's got a great look, he's got a great gimmick, he's good on the mic, he can tell a really emotional story in the ring. There's that feud he's had with Scott over at Wrestle Islands. and across the U- the northwest of England's been amazing in the last 18 months. And, um, have any of you, have you seen him, Charles Crowley? Yes, I have. Yes.
2: He's, he's, he's,
3: he's great. Yeah, he's so, I've always, uh, he's, he's, so, he's so unique. He's so unique. in his shoot job as an actor, so he brings a, f- a theatrical element to his matches and to his vignettes. Which his vignettes have been amazing during lockdown, the work he's been doing on Twitter. So.
2: I was uh, I was on a show in Birmingham for Wrestling Four, uh, where mm. he made a run in, but he wasn't actually there. He uh, he did it through the power of magic. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, I'd, 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 I'd always, uh, I always say when this is a question that's posed to me, I always say um, Matt Fox. Yes, he's he's mm. an amazing, he's amazing work. His the, the talent is unreal. Can't believe the impact and take him up when he was on that British boot camp. I've always thought this;
0: it's a travesty, really. Is there any kind of like mm. acrimony at the moment about you know WWE getting rid of so many wrestlers during lockdown, but now looking for? new NXT UK talent. I mean obviously they need some, but you know, it just seems to be a bit of like not double standards, I guess, but just like sort of um like you know, it's one rule for some, one rule for others, sort of thing. I dunno. Like does that feel I, a bit weird to you? Uh, well it seems to be a case of
2: um they've got they've lost well, then, so much talent. They
3: can't then their the cards been ripped out by these speaking out allegations. Yeah, so this is what... has been guys and just to... a bull
2: card. They're... Because they were be just closing it altogether.
0: Well, see, that's what I just assumed they would do at this point. But I guess if, if they just closed it, it would be like admitting defeat in some way. And, you know, WWE doesn't like to admit defeat in any way whatsoever. I think if they were going to close it, it would be with an idea in mind to maybe incorporate the best of that talent into nxt or onto the main roster or something like that like they would have a plan like do you not know, well, like how they sort of ended the the ecw show like 10 years ago but it was with the intent of moving forward and going into nxt even though it was like the game show <laughs> nxt at the time but um well the idea seems
2: to be that they're um they're wanting to expand into other parts of europe as well into germany and also into um into Japan as well, to have NXT Japan, yeah. NXT Germany and Europe, Nec- and then the Mexico UK wants. Yeah.
3: Mexico, Mexico, Australia, and Brazil, I've heard as well.
2: So. It seems to be that Triple H wants the uh, territorial system in place. But worldwide.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which it's I absolutely on love the, the idea of-,
2: of-,
1: of. Yeah, yeah I, I think t- that's
0: t- a t- great t- I don't know though. I think it's-, it's potentially treading on a lot of toes if, like, I don't know how how good realistically has NXT UK been for the UK scene I mean has it like have they raided a lot of like companies across the UK for their top talent and have someone out of business I mean I know people who loved going to their local show and then stopped going once some of their biggest names were gone because they ended up in NXT UK it's a tough one isn't it I think When you look at the
1: takeovers, the takeovers have been great, I think. I don't watch the show every week, but I think that's more just because of lack of timing. It's quite impossible. There's not enough hours in the day, etc. But yeah, I mean, in terms of sort of... um the bigger brands, I'd say more or less, like Progress, is always the one that springs to mind. It wasn't as great as it was in 2016, 2017. But, but I mean, for others, though, I think, especially with my local one, Riptide, I think that 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 was absolutely fine. I think, without they, they sort of bedded in new stars, like I mentioned, with Jordan Brakes and what have you. So I think it just depends of um, of how well they do bed in new talent. So I, yeah, I don't it, feel it,
3: it depends how the promotion was set out. If they had their own roster, and they'll just bring in guys. They've yeah. not really been affected, but some rosters kind of just build Depend themselves them. around all these big stars and not, didn't have much else to offer, so they're, they seems to be the ones that have died off. But yeah. well, there's always there new talent see-
2: coming through as well.
3: Yeah, and, yeah, cause the, and the, the main event that's going on to NXT mm-hmm. yeah, just made space yeah. for all this new talent coming through, and there's so much great talent in the British League.
0: That is true. I find as well that like with a lot of UK fans that they are dedicated to the company. Not necessarily, I mean, they obviously, they love individual talents within the company, but it, it's, it kind of is like the old, you know, territory, uh, territory system. Like, you know, people were, this was their local territory and they supported it because it was local and it was theirs. And yeah. they, you know, the, the, ter- the local company would cater to that audience with the style that they liked as well. Either that or they were able to maybe educate their audience to their style and the audience got with it, you know. Um, so, yeah, no. hopefully, you know, them going worldwide. I mean, it seems, again, it seems a bit potentially spreading quite thin. You know what I mean? Like, especially with everything that's going on, I'm quite surprised that they would be looking into this kind because they're not short on talent as it is. You know, I feel like no. they should be using the talent that they should be using the talent that they have. You know, before you know, actually continue to look for more talent. You know, um, I mean, I mean, how many re- like people have realistically started in the performance center and have come out of it and become stars? Or like, have people because Matt Riddle went to the performance center, didn't he? But it wasn't like he wasn't experienced. It was just a place for him to go before he ended up on TV. Like, have they made many stars out of that performance center? Apart from Braun Strowman. Roman
3: Reigns? Yeah, yeah. He didn't
0: did have he much of a career. Did, uh, did he come out of that? Wow, okay. that's been It's been around longer than I expected Than that performance centre. I didn't realise it had been around he, that long. He,
2: was, uh, he came through at uh, FCW. FCW, wasn't it? Ah, yeah, uh, uh, was let uh,
0: Sorry, uh, and now I'm getting off topic slightly.
2: So,
0: uh, <laughs> back out out of the actual performance centre itself Flea, we'll is quite... It. Charlotte
3: Fleur didn't wrestle before she got to the performance centre. I don't um, think I don't want to
1: it is as well from uh, when Kane attacked
3: him on Smackdown probably Bronz Strayman I don't would have had a limited experience before he got to WWE I don't think he, was, I think he was a strong man and then he got signed for being a strong man
0: yeah. yeah well I mean he he's an example of someone who's kind of been learning on the job I mean I think there was a reason why he was doing squash matches for the first however long because he yes, probably didn't do that much you know what I mean um and he, it, you have seen the evolution of him. Um, you know, because I think if he, if he didn't get with it, then, you know, he may, I don't know, maybe he still would be around because, you know, look at him. Like, you know, you <laughs> would have some, no, he, but I mean, you would have someone that looks like physically impressive on your roster, but it would mm-hmm. just be knowing how to use them correctly, I guess. Um, and generally, I think they've done okay with someone like Braun Strowman, but, you know, we'll all forget that he teamed up with a 10 year old. Kid, but like you know, apart from that, never, never, ever forget that. <laughs> yeah. See, I was, I gen, I, I was there. I was at WrestleMania twenty uh, thirty four. And he didn't pick you as his partner. That's a disgrace.
1: Well, I remember um, it was going through. Everyone was watching it on our WhatsApp group, and um, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, he's coming. He's coming into the audience to pick out Nick." And um, and he goes, "Oh, here's my pick. It's Nicholas." <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. um Cyrus, as in uh, Cyrus Blackwell of Wrestle Island fame, was also there. And we were all uh, messaging him, telling him the same thing.
1: <laughs> Trent Seven was right behind Nicholas as well.
2: I believe Suzuki and Okada was there as well.
0: Isn't, I mean, isn't that crazy? This could be a long game. That's a genuine, actual professional wrestlers in the audience. And he bypasses them and chooses a 10-year-old <laughs> child. Chooses the 10-year-old yeah. child. He has to
2: relinquish the title because he's got school <laughs> in the morning. He's uh-huh. in conflict.
3: He's still
0: having
2: he's
3: a bit top th- ten, PWI five hundred in the corner. <laughs>
0: he's there just. Well, him, so, like, oh. so, so. he's had more WWE titles than like Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka and people like that. You know, he's he's done quite well. Like, I guess I you like couldn't him. really have like an act- you couldn't have an action figure of him or put him on a video game because then that would be like you know uh, promoting like child abuse wouldn't it like you know you would just be like Undertaker just tombstoning <laughs> Nicholas like all day long like you know
2: well do you not remember the uh, the Sting advert for um I think it was it Sprite or Pizza Hut where he he just it,
3: was, it was a drink it was a was it
2: Mountain Jew Mountain Jew but he just throws him across the, the living room and his parents are like oh this is, this is, this is great isn't it <laughs> <laughs> and sting beat up my nine-year-old child. Oh, was, it's the 90s. Old. <laughs> it was a nine-year-old. Different
0: time. It I the it yeah, early two thousands. Oh, was it really? Okay, there you go. Oh, that's maybe what sent them out of business. and maybe they got like lots of complaints or whatever. But that's what sent them under. <laughs> that's it, it's definitely that what sent them under. Nothing else. Nothing actually. else. <laughs> yeah.
2: This is Cyrus Blackwell, and you will say my name and keep listening. To broken, but glorious.
3: So it's time for a question of sports entertainment. Lance versus Pablo. Nick is question master this week.
1: Okay, so um, as it is, um, Extreme Rules this, well, Extreme Rules, the horror show this weekend. It's, uh, gonna, it's the horror show as Extreme Rules, though. The horror show as Extreme thank
3: you. Uh, so <laughs> I,
1: want you to, I want you to name me, um, since 2009, when it actually formally became Extreme Rules, um, as opposed to One Night Stand, I wouldn't name any wrestlers who have main evented Extreme Rules since
0: 2009
1: um Oof. Uh, well Palo shit has, yeah, Palo, Palo can go first
0: so we take we take turns yeah you guys go. it's like a penalty shootout in football <laughs> right okay um okay I'm gonna be five oh, okay I think I know so 2009 okay so um I'm gonna say Edge uh no oh okay <laughs> That's, a, that's a, uh, I
1: will explain. It's a harsh, it's a harsh no, but I will explain. Um, See, there's the um, one
0: match that I remember, and obviously that wasn't as the main event then.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> last... I just realised why that's a harsh
0: no. <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Correct. It, by main event, do you mean last final match? Yeah. Okay. Um, Triple H. Yep. Yeah. CM Punk. Yep. Yeah. John Cena.
2: Yep.
0: Three times. (laughs) Uh, Daniel Bryan. Yep. Randy Orton. Yep. Kane. Yep. Undertaker.
1: No. Oh. Your last guy. Your last guy, Lance. Uh, Roman Reigns. Correct. So, simple as that. Lance wins. Really quick responses. Um, It's like
3: the quickest quiz (laughs) I've
1: No messing
2: about on this one. I'm
1: really worried it was the quiz. Uh, Yeah. Uh, The other answers you could have had were Batista, John Morrison, The Miz, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor, and Dolph Ziggler.
0: Why was Edge a hard no?
1: Basically, um, Edge and Baron Corbin would have been. uh, so Edge, Baron Corbin, Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans would have been harsh nose um, because um, there's been a cash in that's concluded those two shows. So 2009 um, Punk cashed in on um, Hardy and um, in 2019 last year, Brock cashed in on Seth.
0: OK. So okay. Denied
1: Corbin. In fact, actually, I tell you what, I don't think Edge was a harsh no. I don't think it was. I think seeing Punk and Hardy was actually the main event that show. I think Edge. I think Ed Punk Ashton at the show before. So I think Edge I'll might be yeah. a, a wrong answer altogether.
2: <laughs> it was, <laughs> because it was um, Jeff Hardy and uh, Jeff Hardy and Edge in the uh, it was, TLC he, uh, match. Then it was a harsh no. <laughs> the one, the yeah, one. No, right. one. no it, it
1: was a harsh no.
2: Yep. Yeah. So yeah, Edge Baron Corbin a harsh no. But um, yeah, I realised straight away as soon as you said it. As yeah. soon so, as yeah. you said it's a harsh no, I was like. Oh, oh he is be he's being mean tonight.
1: Very mean. Yeah. Lots versus Chris in the final. Okay. Oh, <laughs> this is Brian Aidenson
3: telling you to listen to Broken But Glorious Podcast. So it's been a week of uh, people becoming double champions, like I did winning the quiz and the debate last week, so. <laughs> oh,
2: uh, you, you, you are. So
3: at, so at Dominion, Evil defeated Naito in the main events with help from Bullet Club to become the IWPG heavyweight champion and the IWPG <laughs> intercontinental champion. Lance, our resident New Japan expert, so were you surprised by Evil's win? Were you surprised you even in the match? Because I didn't think it was going to win the sure. New Japan Cup
2: do you know what out of all the members of LIJ I thought that would turn or would leave and turn on Nao. it was Sonada. it was never evil no but to be honest when you look at his name and how he says everything is evil you, you kind of think well how can we be shocked that the man called evil turned on the most popular guy <laughs> in New Japan
3: <laughs>
2: it, it kind of makes you think really like what you do in a man called Evil, evil.
3: <laughs> he's always been an entrance to me. I'm gonna to have to watch more of his matches. That's he's never. He is. He is
2: good. Trapped.
3: Yeah, I'm just with his scythe and his get-up.
2: I've always but, preferred like, Sonata, though, mm. and uh, I did meet Sonata as well. We are we are like best mates. Just. From the side. <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is a but, rumor
3: that Evil only won because uh, Kent is stuck in America and Jay White's stuck in America, and so they just needed. Somebody to like a big ish name to go into Bullet Club whilst like Girls of Destiny and Knight, um, uh, Jay White and Kenta are stuck in America, so they just needed this big name just to put Bullet Clubs. To... But it's mad
2: that he's won, he's, he's won both titles, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It, it, he's a really crazy one. Mm. I didn't expect him to get as far as he did. <laughs> when
3: he got to the final, I was still thinking he's not going to be a card there. Kind of, a rematch, it makes sense.
2: <laughs> well, that's what I thought, and I thought, oh, right. So N- night, was holding on to his title. I never thought he was going to lose them both by now. That's his first defense, wasn't it? Because uh, they haven't done any shows. Second, I believe. Second, because
3: he's uh, a against the next show.
2: Even? Uh, I'm not. I'm not too sure. He didn't announce it today. But I can't remember who who it was. Oh, they're in the they're in the uh, the six man on the it- next show.
3: Yeah, they also announced this title defence, but I can't remember who he was against. Uh, I should have a <laughs> 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 But uh, also at night two of the Great American Bash, um, the North American champion, Keith Lee. Keith and, Lee! Uh, Adam Cole's 400-plus day reign by become the NXT champion. I haven't I'm seen this much yet. That
2: also shocked me.
1: Great match. I just,
2: what, uh, that also gave me a
1: shock because I thought Adam Cole was going to win that. I, I was pretty happy about it, to be honest. I, I've always been really proper pro Cole. I've seen Cole drop the belt. I, I think the time's right. I think you come up against a, a star like Keith Lee. I think the defeat would have damaged Keith Lee more than Adam Cole, personally. I think Keith Lee's yeah. in such a role. And I think, again, before the um, before the crowd um, sort of stopped coming in, he was so over Keith Lee. Huh? <coughs> Sorry, bless me. Sorry, I was sneezed. <laughs> Um, so, um, no, yeah, I think with Keith Lee, he was so over before. Um, well, obviously, back in February, uh, post Royal Rumble sort of thing. So, I think the time's right for him. He's been on a great roll. Um, I think, imagine he will drop the North American belt at some point. But um, I, I'm, I'm really chuffed for him. And as staff, I say, I imagine Adam Cole will probably get moved up sooner
0: rather than later. Now, I, I
2: you imagine he won't be wrestling on NXT again. Do,
0: do you not think it like sort of with things like that when? You know, I, I know it usually happens that like sort of the former champion will get moved up. But do you not think that there's money in rematches with them where you could really build up a feud?
2: Oh definitely, yeah. I think I think you could do between these two. But yeah, yeah,
3: the do a, like a another like run with Cole trying to get the belt back and then that'll stave off the Killian Cross match until crowds are back hopefully soon. Killian Cross I versus Keith Lee in front of a crowd would be yeah. good.
2: Yeah. I thought they were going to wait for him to drop the title before, uh, when the crowds came back.
3: Let's yeah, see. Crowds... Yeah. Expecting crowds to be back soon and then maybe. Oh.
0: I feel bad for anyone who's won a title in front of Nobody. no <laughs> audience. No, yeah. <laughs> it's We've, kind it's of... been
1: yeah. It's been our theme, I think. <laughs> Throughout the podcast, throughout lockdown, we've, um, we've all said every 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 title change. we said, oh, well, that would have been great. Uh, yeah, there's a crowd there, sort of thing. Um, but I think this is another good example. I think, again, feel sorry for Keith. It, w- it would have been a great pop. Could they um, just
3: rehash the undisputed Era attacking Drew McIntyre across a title? Hey, if Dove so, Sinkles uh, winning the title, I'll be
1: happy. No.
3: No. <laughs> if Tom Stiglitz, a tiled out to spend a cash in on him—that'd be hilarious.
0: Is—is <laughs> is there room, in your opinion, for Adam Cole at the moment on either show? Like, are they screaming out for him? Would you stay? I think the cre- well, I say- out
3: for a, I think for a faction they're screaming out for. I mean, right, yeah. Like Adam Cole as a main eventer. And-
0: Do you do you feel though that like uh, you know the the hallmark of a good faction to me always is if they have another faction to face, Um, like there needs to be. I always find that factions are usually based on a core belief. Now, whether that belief is that you're like it's usually that you're better, but like usually for 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 yeah, but but like for a reason, maybe because you've got more money, or maybe because you're the better wrestlers, or maybe because you think you're more you're tougher or whatever. Um, I always find that, you know, because if you have a faction against another faction, it just opens up for endless combinations of different matches as well. Um, You know, I always found that, yeah, I think that was the one thing, you know, the biggest thing that let a faction like Evolution down. I mean, they made stars out of it, but there wasn't an actual other faction for them to face. It was just like no one seemed to have an issue with them, if you get what I mean. Like, yeah. No, I think the, if they come in as like an invading crew, I mean, there's no reason why they couldn't still be a part of NXT and come in as invaders or something like, or like outsiders <laughs> or something like that. Um, you know, I think I think there's scope to do something different with them without also like giving them everything within the first couple of months. Because I mean, you you've all seen wrestlers come in. To a show or to a company, and within the first month, okay, they win the title or get main event matches. But it's like, where do you go from there with them, in my opinion? But I mean, also, <laughs> as well, it, you know, but I mean, but it, it seems to me as well that this is the type of group that could have revolving members as well. Um, you know, so it could, it could have a lot of legs to it. Well, and uh, Roger Strong, yeah. He-
1: Roderick Strong's a good one. He jo- he joined. Um, he joined obviously um, in New Orleans, uh, not New uh, Orleans. He joined, <laughs> um, I
2: unfair. think I know someone who was there. I, th-
3: I think I think anyone who has a uh, connection to Ring of Honor could get into. It. Cause I think the basis of it is the Ring of Honor stars. So yeah,
1: and it's like, there's loads. There is there's so many stars, and even if they don't have a connection, could still. I think that the group's so. so-
3: because I thought Dave Dijovich was going to join at one point. I was convinced.
1: Yeah, you said yeah. But there's there's loads. Brian could potentially join in the future. There's 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 loads. I think I think I think they're yeah, definitely the undisputed. Era should be. I think the stable that should be around for a while, um, regardless of who's in it, because it's just a simple, great concept.
2: See, the issue though is with um people getting added onto it it's become too big because you yeah, know when I, everyone I was
0: necessarily... like oh yeah add people in uh, nwo it would be a great idea <laughs> i don't necessarily think that people have to get added onto it in terms of like just adding numbers but like if someone wanted if someone turned face or something like that or someone turned you know turned against the faction or there was a reason for someone to leave and then a replacement got brought in um you know, obviously, it's a fine line, you know, to bring in someone who actually shows some promise, because you know, you could end up with a, you know, a Paul Roma in the Four Horsemen, you know, mm. um, <laughs> and and uh, to be fair, he's, he was all right. He wasn't the worst. <laughs> he wasn't the worst horseman. I think he was just the worst in com- like, compared to the, the the announcement. Yes, you know, it was like, oh, <laughs> this is the horseman that will bring us into the future. It's Paul Roma, and it was like, oh, oh, great brilliant Um so I don't know. just bought
3: Evolve could they do like a it'd be like a Ring of Honour versus Evolve type thing So you could have like Austin Ferry and Swerve Scott and Riddle and Facture as like former Evolve champions Keith Lee a fa- Keith Lee there it... yes he was definitely in Evolve
1: yeah.
0: yeah yeah I mean what yeah, do but... you, what do you buy when you like I, I obviously don't know enough but like what do you buy when you buy Evolve obviously you get the tape library and you get the copyrights, do you get contracts?
2: Yeah. It, de- it depends on the, the deal, to
0: be fair. You may get the ring as well. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. You could, like, you know, re- rent it out to, you know, or turn it into a bouncy castle or something like that. Or... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, often
2: cool. they'll, they'll inherit all the contracts and everything.
0: It, it, it all depends on the, the deal that's signed. Well, I've, I've got to say that WWE is smart in the terms of they don't necessarily buy Debt. Um, You know that when they bought WCW, they didn't buy their debt. That's why they didn't, you know, uh, bring in Nash and Hall and all them straight away. Um, You know, it it would be interesting to see why they bought Evolve and what they actually get. I mean, have have the did the the particulars of the sale come out? Because I mean, it would be a public sale, so I guess people would know. Like, it's not something I've looked into, to be honest. No.
1: <laughs>
3: no. Sorry, and, and, like I'm just and, like I'm not
0: <laughs> trying to like sort of be like, come on, be a better journalist or something like that. You know, I, mean? just,
3: and, and, and you I don't know. know show going on network not as much.
2: That's
0: cool. So they're going to just their, start uploading uh, whole tier idea as well. they had for the network. Yeah, yeah I think that'll still probably go ahead. Um, it's it's. I'm I'm kind of okay with it to be honest because hopefully that means they start uploading a lot more niche stuff. Um, because, I mean, that the thing is with the network at the moment, they underestimate how much 1993 uh, nineteen ninety three fan watches. Like, they uploaded 10 episodes of Superstars. I got through those 10 episodes in less time, in less real time, than the shows are actually, you know, take to stream. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and, I'm just, and I'm just like, well, where's, where's, where's more? Please? I'm like the dog, you know what I mean? Like, you throw the ball and then you bring it back and then you want it, you know. Um yeah, they need to uh, pull the finger out and start uploading some more stuff. WWE Network, if you're listening, come on.
3: <laughs> uh, one last bit for this section. Um, John Moxley versus Cage for the AEW title. Um, Cage has the F- FTF title, so do you see him becoming a- the world champion this week? It seems to be a theme. It's the FTW title, isn't it? FTW? FTW, FTW. yeah, because yeah, it's fuck the world. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wrote down. I, wrote, I just read it wrong. Yeah. All yeah. Oh, right. <laughs>
2: I thought I was going mad then. I was like, hold on. <laughs> okay, yeah.
3: Do you see him become a double champion? Or?
2: Um, Most likely not. I think he's just going to hold on to the FTW title. I, yeah,
3: don't, I, mean, I can't see him it.
2: taking the title off him yet. Too it's soon not sanctioned. Moxley. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go for it. Sorry. No, I, I
1: think it's too soon for Moxley to drop the belt. Um, yeah, I, I don't. As much as Cage, um, obviously it's looked like a look beast since he's debuted in... Um, AW, I, I just think it's not the right time for Moxley to drop the belt. Uh, I think I've got a feeling it might even be a potential sort of um, a potential sort of screwy finish because uh, Ambrose to be uh, Ambrose, sorry, Moxley hasn't uh, he hasn't actually uh, not won anything. Uh, non, I don't think he's actually every match he does win is has been clean, I believe. So I think this should be the first match he actually has a little bit of luck on his side. Yeah, I So I think that's what may may well happen.
3: Yeah, I'm convinced he's going to lose it to Omega. The story's built in, built the, the feud they had last yeah, year. It is a bit, yeah,
2: yeah. No, no, I'd love that as well. They might be waiting for the crowds to come back for that. Yeah, for yeah. The big question is really who's going to turn on who with Adam Page and Kenny Omega. I I'd love
3: to. I'd love to have Heal Omega back.
1: You're so good. Page does loves to have drink. <laughs>
2: I think. I think Omega turns on Page because you've had Page teasing that he's going to going to get Omega, and then I think that the big swerve is going to be that Omega gets Paige.
1: Yeah, he Omega versus Face Moxie.
2: Uh, yeah, because then you've got it sort of bring, swerved Bring that <laughs> This is Charlie Brennan, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious.
3: Right, so it's time for the final of questions <laughs> of sports entertainment. So it's me versus Lance.
2: <laughs> oh, joy. Right, there's going to be absolute scenes if I win. <laughs> well, you it'll know. be all over Twitter <laughs> so
1: as this week concludes or last week should say last week concluded um, uh, Fighter Fest for this year I want you to name me wrestlers who competed at 2019 Fighter Fest oh. AEW Fighter Fest um, I was thinking it was either going to be Extreme Rules 2019 or AEW but I thought AEW would be more tricky because yeah. it was sort of a show that was kind of the build up to, um, to All Out so yeah um, okay yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, when you're ready, ooh, who's going to go first? Um, uh, I'm it's T,
3: I'll go no, first.
2: champion. Um, I'll go first. Champion!
1: Um,
3: I'll go first. Cody Rhodes.
2: Kenny Omega.
1: Yep, correct.
3: I can't remember any matches since that went. Oh, Sean Spears? Is that when he faced Sean Spears?
1: No. All right, it's been
3: set to ask me all week can he get he a, te- a 10 ninja figure? I was like, what? who's 10 ninja? He's been, saying, he's been trying to say Ty Dillinger. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it was when Spears came out and smacked Cody with the share. Um, but yeah,
2: yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Of. Okay, uh, Dustin Rhodes. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho. No. <laughs> oh dear.
1: Um, uh, Nick Jackson. Correct. <laughs> Matt Jackson.
2: <laughs> Correct. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, your third no fourth go
2: yeah fourth hangman goal. adam page um yeah correct Sorry. oh thank god for that
1: <laughs> so he gets pack no uh, i can't well, remember this page Lance, really is, it won. Won. is this for me to win You've already won He's it, won. So you can have an up. You can have one final guess if you want to. Just oh to no, no, it. it's fine. If I've already won, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. no. Uh, Last so week, uh, ups, yeah, yeah. other answers you could have had. Uh, other answers you could have had was Seema, Chris Daniels, Riho, Yuka Zakazaki, Nyla Rose, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, MJF, Darby Allen, uh, any of the Lucha Bros. John Moxley, or Joey Janella.
2: I've won. Yes! This is a Chris's question asked for next week. Uh,
1: uh, I
3: haven't I've said it it for a while. I don't think
2: so. I haven't said it on the podcast, but, um, number one! <laughs> Congratulations, Lance. Oh, yes! Finally! <laughs> He's been defeated. I'm not, gonna,
1: I've
3: not the last six weeks. Not gonna, I won like the last six, first six months of this year. Not
2: I'll, Vegas, I'll, I'll, last... I am the Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <listener. laughs> <laughs> this is Daredevil Dave Dahl here, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. I just got done talking to these fellas. And you need to give them a listen because this is the best podcast you will find out of New England, and you can't go wrong with that. And I will tell you one thing, these guys will go and rule over all the podcasts that you listen to. Thank you for listening. It's time for the
3: BBG Big Debate. So last week we debated who is the greatest European champion. In last place was Nick again. (laughs) 23% Eddie Guerrero. And the winner by only 2% was me. B.O. Brown 40%.
2: (laughs) Yay. What, mm. what, were the, what were the choices? Uh, British bulldog, D'Lo Brown,
0: and Eddie Guerrero. That was it. Yeah. That, yeah, that would have been a hard choice. Uh, who would you have chosen, though? Um, you, you can't like, even though I I want to say bulldog, he rarely defended it. Um, I you that's can't a moral really. Victory. I, but I But I would say you can't really go against. D'Lo Brown, but I've got to say Christian because Christian's my favourite wrestler, so I'm going to go Christian. <laughs> um, um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, screws all Christian.
3: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Huh. So, inspired by the horror show at Extreme Rules, the theme, the debate this week will be: what is the greatest horror-themed gimmick match? So, Nick.
1: Um. Yep. So, I'm going for the Buried Alive match. Um. Don't think you can really get much higher than that. Uh, you actually have to basically murder your opponent by um, burying them alive. So, um, yeah, I, I, again, I, I, didn't, I haven't watched any of the classic ones back in the day. I think the first one I watched was when it was Vincent versus Undertaker. That was the first one. I just loved the whole, this was me when I was a bit younger, so I loved the whole the spooky gimmick of Undertaker returning from the dead uh, in his build up with Kane, um, which was always spooky. And it obviously brought back the Undertaker's character as well. Uh, for him from being the American Brothers to actually old school Undertaker so mm-hmm. yeah. you know what
0: I, partic- what I particularly loved about that match is that it wasn't last on the card so like they just let the Undertaker be buried alive throughout like the last match <laughs> yeah. he just chilled death the, the night <laughs> yeah I guess so
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like someone just goes and checks on him every now and again like Mark <laughs> y- you
0: still alive <laughs> <laughs> all right, he's, he's all right, boys. Just put a straw in the dirt and use that as his like breathing apparatus for like the last match. <laughs>
1: yep, that's uh, my one. The buried alive mate.
0: That okay, That's definitely a, the cat
2: out of the buried alive match, is it? <laughs> you have to dig him up after everyone leaves. <laughs> <laughs> there for yeah, six days. What <laughs> so what I've gone with is uh, a match that's I've been a bit tarnished in the past few years, but. I mean, the clues in the name, really. When you're talking about spooky horror matches, I've gone with the Hell in the Cell. Name the most demonic structure in WWE for a reason. I feel like that's pretty spoopy. Poopy. spooky. Spoopy. Yeah, I'm going. With, I'm going spooky. <laughs> Not spooky. Spooky. <laughs> Starting with Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, an absolutely <clears throat> grueling, brilliant match. And then obviously you have the classic of Mankind versus. Uh,
0: the Undertaker as well. Can I just say I don't think Shawmite as an Undertaker was ever topped. I and, I, I know that you're might right as well. con- that might be controversial, but um, I think for build up, I think for telling a story throughout the match, I think for using the match for what it is was kind of designed for, that someone couldn't escape. You know, um, I think Undertaker Mankind took it in a different way it was more to test limitations of pain it wasn't really to trap the heel inside the cage so like it did have its you know it, it had its reasoning as did triple h and cactus jack um so those mm-hmm. those are the three for me
2: i think those um, are the three yeah sure sean, sean yeah. did escape though but i think the way they told the story of him escaping the uh the hell in the cell was pretty pretty good oh
0: it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, on on a on a old interview I did with uh, Tom Buchanan, um, the long time WWF photographer, um, when Sean beats up the cameraman, uh, Tom Buchanan goes into business for himself because he's inside the cage and he's the one that calls for the uh, for the EMT to come out to help the cameraman, and he wasn't meant to do it, but uh, he said that he he just did it and he got props for like reacting as if it was real because it was presented yeah. realistically. That Sean accidentally landed on the cameraman, and um, it, it just everything about it, just the the drop of blood that comes through the cage onto the camera when they're on top of the cage, just like just little things like that. And I mean, it the first time because I watched it live, and the the image, the wide shot of them two on top of the cell, I think is still one of my like is the greatest single image for me in wrestling. Like you know, it was just. Just wild, like you never saw anything like that before, especially you were only kind of watching WWF at that point.
2: Well, sorry, he saw so yes, my match for me.
0: <laughs> that, that's, that was great, that was better than anything I could say. That was that was mint. So, I'm trying to stick up for everyone here because, like, you know, um, because my...
2: I said I was the Brock Lesnar. You're, you're definitely
0: being my Paul Heyman right now, and I, I appreciate this highly. <laughs> Well, I'll I'll certainly stick up for the next uh, match, which is going to get mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> you don't <have>
3: to <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go uh, old school with my one. So it's the first and only Chamber of Horrors match, uh, Halloween Havoc, 1991. Uh, it involved two oh, teams going yeah. off in a steel cage. There was coffins and chains, and obviously the match <laughs> was no DQ. It pitted Sting, The Standard Brothers, and El Gigante <laughs> <Eldra and> <laughs> against Cactus Jack, Big Van Vader, Abdullah the Butcher, and the Diamond Stud. So oh. the, the actual goal of the match is to put one of you, one of the other team in the electric chair and electrocute him to death. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> I mean, Christ.
0: I, I, have, have you, has everyone seen this match? I've not seen it for a while. I wanted to watch it today.
2: Not in its entirety.
0: Wonderful. it So I I know I'm like selling everyone's match for them, but like, I'll talk about chamber of horrors like all day long. Like the, the, um, there's a, a switch to sort of set the chair off on stuck onto the cage, but it's not connected or anything like that. But what you see is the switch or like keeps flipping down. So the referee has to keep climbing, climbing up the cage to like lift the switch back up. Um, it's, (laughs) it's, the best kind of car wreck. It's it's wonderful. Um, that you, you got Randy Anderson with the referee camera. Do you remember that with the the helmet with the camera yes. on it? Yeah.
3: So Just and one of those times they did that. So.
0: And the, yeah, and the random zombies that came out of the cast the coffins and um, Abdullah the butcher. I mean, it, they don't even get the the helmet bit on him when he sat on the chair, so it wouldn't really have the full effect. But he still he still fries in that chair and uh, does a wonderful. <laughs> Electricity. Totally He's like an absolute that's... champ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Like, you know, they need to bring that back, I think. You know, you know, why they haven't brought this back for the horror show, when they brought back in your house, you know, you could totally bring back the Chamber of Horrors, I think. I think it's due a return at this point.
2: Imagine, gonna, imagine someone that the network on a,
0: uh, on a PG show. So
3: written, what we, so we want to do this week.
0: And we not a good point. Yeah, yeah, it's just PG anymore. Like I don't think it is anymore, is it? I think it's just. No one cares, it's just... So on
2: this show, um, Drew McIntyre is going to electrocute Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins is going to pull out Rey Mysterio's eye. Enjoy, kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh,
0: Pablo, do you have one or are you just... Well, I was going to say, I was going to go with Chamber of Horrors and now you've kind of got me thinking. Um, oh, see, I'm, the two that immediately come to mind for me, in terms of like violence, would be either Texas Deathmatch or the Inferno match in terms of what it promised. Yes. You know, I don't think it necessarily delivered <laughs> like any time. Well, no, it did because someone got set on fire every single time, uh, which is like, you know, pretty horrific. But like, I think, to be honest, I'll go a bit old school. And I think in terms of violence, um, I would say the Texas death Match. If you watch like Dusty and Billy Graham, which is like, you know, it, it was one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, the last time they tried something like that in WWF, it was called the Armageddon Rules match, which and it didn't really work. It was the Undertaker against the Executioner at, uh, in your house 12. and um, Yeah, I it, was, it. It was a bit gimmicky. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love that time period, but the thing is, the, the arena that they were in was surrounded by a moat, like an actual moat, so you had to cross <laughs> a bridge to get into the arena. So they're outside the arena, and... It's like on a hill. It's really weird. And the executioner takes the bump, rolls all the way down into the moat. And then they come back into the arena and undertaker picks the executioner up for the tombstone. And you just see the water come out of his boots. Like, it's really funny. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's a mess. It's an absolute car wreck. Cause, cause bear in mind, they were going up against Starcade 96, which was like a pretty decent show. And, uh, in your house 12 was just like, I don't know what was going on with that show, but um, yeah, no, so I'll say Texas death match in the certainty that I almost certainly won't win this poll. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. All right. So our choices are Texas death match, buried Live match, hell in the cell and chambers of horrors. So on Wednesday, lunchtime, I'll put a poll up on Twitter at BBG wrestling and the winner will get to pick next week's debate. So before we go, uh, Lance, have you got any t-shirts you need to sell?
2: I've always got t shirts to uh, to shill for everyone. Uh, you can get your Lanchavera t shirts over at Lanchevera twelve dot Uh Pablo,
0: are you releasing an interview this week? Yeah, it'll be um almost certainly with uh, Ross Orm Williams, who has co authored books with Hornswoggle, Al Snow and Bob Holly. Um, uh hear all about like working with uh with those along with some severe Intense '90s, mid '90s debate, um, and uh, what it was like to work with Vader as well, and uh, he doesn't hold back in terms of his opinion on um, how much of a, a task it was to work with Vader for his book, which never came out no. with him. Uh, it's it's worth a listen for sure.
3: Apparently, Bob Hawley's book is amazing. It just. Just it shoots on everything that so I've
0: heard so, <laughs> It, it yeah. is and it's, it's got a lot of detail in it as well because he's the type of wrestler that remembers everything about his career including like all of the sort of dark matches he had at pay-per-views because he wasn't he was too angry that he wasn't on the main pay-per-view and stuff like that you know, <laughs> like, um. so yeah no I, I would recommend any of the books that uh, Ross has written with either of the, those wrestlers Cool.
3: Uh, I don't have an interview coming out this week we have an uh... Mark's interview with the creators of the new Nick Holders film, so that's coming out on Friday. Next week, I've got the interview with Tonga coming out. The following week, it's mine and Lance's interview with Tommy Jackson, but plenty of interviews coming up in the near future, as always. So, um, so if you enjoy our show, follow us on Twitter, com, and check out our website, bbgrrestling.com.